You there, Eric? Hey, Jordan. Yeah, can you hear me? Perfect. All right. Give me one second here, and then we can... Okay. Okay, we are live. I tweeted it here, so we should be good then. Well, hot damn. Okay. I'm going to play just like a minute, 15-second audio, just kind of get everything set up, and then we'll start and go with the flow, okay? Gotcha. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rust Belt Political Podcast. Today is episode five, and if you're listening live here, I am joined with Eric. Eric, how the hell are you doing today? It's a uh, beautiful Sunday morning. Happy Labor Day weekend to you. I'm enjoying my coffee and uh, and the, the time with you, Jordan. Oh, thanks. I'm enjoying uh, my fifth glass of water, and I'm going to have myself some nice wild turkey at noon. Good for you. Yeah, good for me. It's Labor That's, Day. And a boy, actually. Yeah. Bosses uh, bosses said to me yesterday, hey, 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 Jordan, you want to come to work Monday? And then I said with a smile on my face, what part of Labor Day don't you understand, bud? That's what I'm saying. That's right, Jordan. <laughs> Stick it to the man. Let him know. Stick it to the so uh, I wanted to make this announcement for everybody here who's listening live, but Eric here is joining us for the Rust Belt Political Podcast. This is episode five. Uh, Ed is uh, busy in his personal life right now, so Eric is going to be filling the void in all the way until the election night. And uh, the week before election will be our last episode, like it was always planned, because this is our mini-series. So uh, just uh, keep on the lookout. We may do more than what was originally planned now, since Eric's involved, and uh, we'll see what happens, right, bud? Yep, uh, we'll see how it goes, played by ear. Ed, I will uh, do my best to not let you down and be the voice of reason here. There we go. So I want to talk about something uh, that will be fun for us to talk about. Um, I started G uh, 2020 with a Republican pin on my jacket, uh, a Republican coffee mug that says, it's cool to be right, <laughs> with an elephant for the R, um, red, white, and blue Ben Shapiro, Louder for Crowder, Black Rifle Coffee, brr, America, you know, just all into it. And um, COVID happened, very upset with how things were handled, which we can talk about if we want. And then over the past of the few months here, just like, I don't know if I want to vote now. I was going to vote for Trump, but I don't agree with half the stuff that he was doing. Biden is just a corpse. And... Uh, what made me officially turn on Trump to where I'm saying live here, I'm not going to vote, is his stupid payroll tax. He's going to hurt the middle class that he says all the time that he's defending. And he's just, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to swear too early. So he's just wrong. We'll go with that. <laughs> Eric, how do you feel? You know what? I, I feel great and I like that you're passionate. Boy, uh, I like that, and we can. I don't know where you want to start because you, you did say say a lot right there. Um, Trump's payroll tax did just uh, enact on on Friday, or, or just this a uh, new period Eric, here. Yeah, Eric, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, and you continue. We just have a guest join us. Uh, this guy named Das. He says, "So I'm guessing you don't have a Black Lives Matter bumper sticker." <laughs> <laughs> so continue, Eric. I'm sorry. That was funny yeah, joke. Safe, to, I like safe that. to say on that one right there. 
it's right. The thing is, is that I don't ever, I don't want to come off as this being uh, um, very right or left. We're we're trying to discuss both sides here, right? Right. And, um, with with two people who are who have been very mixed over the last. I'm not going to say four years. We've been mixed over probably the last decade. I, I think it's, it's probably safe to say there because we've been flip-flopping. Not necessarily flip-flopping, but we've had a, a difference of opinions um, that have really come more to light more recently than ever before. Um, right. I, don't, I don't agree with a damn thing uh, that uh, when you say about Ben Shapiro and, and Crowder, I feel like they're just kind of uh, playing the flute uh, to the audience there, and they just... They're going more for uh, for the sale of it rather than the um, position of it, but that's um, you know I, I, that left that is led to be said I guess a little bit more about them. I don't want to speak for them, but um, right. yeah, the payroll tax has been enacted, and I know a lot of people are going to be against that as as well as as they should. I'm not for it, especially for as we said before uh, to have somebody like Trump just kind of dangle it over our heads to be like, oh, you want it to go away? Well, vote for me. The other part. Um, of that, uh, that that part of that package that he signed, that EO that he signed, there's no more. Uh, he suspended a lot of the um, uh, loan payments. That's that's huge. It's huge for a lot of people, a lot of younger voters as well too, who are already struggling in these hard times. And to give them that is is pretty big. Um, will it be enough? Who's to say? I mean, but he's going to expect that to come back. It's like you said, he's dangling. I mean, he didn't flat out come out and say, if I don't get elected, you know, this is going to happen. But he pretty much should have. You know, like that's the way I Well, how politicians talk, you know, and they they word them. uh, I believe, what did he say, that um, this is uh, something where um, come – I don't think he he ever – he may have said it once or twice, and that's one of those things where I guess I just accept – Trump could just kind of say whatever now, but I believe that he had said something more of the, the reality that like uh, come February or January that if we wanted to push for them to relieve it, then they can. But uh, I think he went back on the uh, the first words of saying, if I get elected. Right. Well, see, now that did, it, again, that this was something that just bothers me because I feel from what I was reading on that article about it and, and listening to what he had to say, kind of compare and contrast it sounds like he's not helping out the middle class at all because you know, the companies are not going to do the payroll tax, right? I mean, the, comp- the companies are going to go, yeah, fuck it. Right. Because we're going to pay for it anyway. Well, I, again, with this, because it's so, this is, this tax company has is, is still piggybacking off of the other two tax reforms that we, he has had in his administration already. I'm not a small business owner. Um, so, a lot of those aren't. Oh, I'm also with within my same bracket that I was already. So a lot of what he is doing is not going to affect my day to day, my week to week, or month to month. I would see uh, a marginal percentage change in my uh, um, maybe even my annual when I have to do taxes, um, and that's just because of if. Uh, if I gain a little bit more of my portfolio, then I would have to probably claim a lot more than that, and it would be a step. But um, I have not been touching any of those, any of my, any of my investments for well a, a while now. Um, just like kind of like yeah, but work. right. So yeah, but we're still going to pay that back though. Yeah, well, th- that's the big if. And as much as I, I will clearly say that I'm not a fan of, of Trump, but I still like what he's in this part of what he's doing is not anything irregular than what any other politician has done already. Right. To, to kind of Clinton did the same thing uh, to, to kind of have something, a, a, a half project to be, to be kind of brought onto the table going into an election. I don't, I, I don't ever it's, remember or recall anything that Clinton would make uh, average Joe Smith, Jane Smith, American pay double in their payroll tax. If he was no, not no, reelected, he was, again. he was promised on the other part. He was doing the forgiveness part. Um, his was a lot of the benefits, right? The, uh, the, the maternity leaves and the, and the sick leaves and, and that part, he was promoting the benefits of it. And, um, it was one where he kind of had started and then it continued into second term. 
Um, okay. But those are just selling points. Those are those. You know what I mean? Those are like just like the the, the headlines, the talk points. Right. Hmm. Well, to kind of get a, a little a little deeper. Right. Well, I don't understand why the Republicans and Democrats can't get their uh, head out of their asses and just and just give the stimulus checks to people or just don't give it at all. I mean, just just do it or not. Shoot it off the pot. Like, why do we have to have this nonsense of them fighting in Congress? And now aren't they on uh, vacation again or whatever you want to call it? Recess? Yeah, that's another kind of um, why. Uh, OK, let me ask you something here, Jordan, because we're talking about about this. And obviously we have family members on both sides as well, too. But. Right. We are of the same generation. I mean, when you see these actions, and just as you going back to before, when you said that you're not really encouraged to vote, I'm kind of, I, I get you. I'm not strong about any either of these candidates. Um, but are you kind of completely? Uh, maybe I'll say that I am as well too. Just not sold on either of these parties, man. Like that, neither of these two people, neither of these two groups have not spoken for me in what I want in my entire voting career, I'd say. Maybe maybe yeah. the, the housing thing with Obama, with the first time uh, home buyers rebate. Yeah. That that may have been something that probably would have, have affected me in, in my realm if, if I had bought a house, which I did not at that time. Well, I think the reason why that no candidates have spoken to us since our young voting lives has been because none of them are millennials or Gen Xers. You know, they're, they, these are these are old white guys that uh, want things to go back you know, back in the day. You know, I, they're not speaking to us. Uh, it, the only person I guess that we I guess you could say was a cool president popularity would be would be Obama. But uh, you know, overall, though, I just. I just don't feel any of them speak to us because they're not our demographic. And it's so hard, especially with these parties. I'm trying to find another party. I'm a very loyal guy. You know what I mean? Like for an example, I'll give this short little story. I live in a small town called Swanton and our big rival is Delta. And uh, my wife and I are looking to buy a new house. And we were looking in Delta last night and we're driving back home. And my wife says, so what do you think? You know? And I'm like, it's cool. It's a cool house. I just don't know if I can wear that green and black Delta shirt. <laughs> and she goes, you know, because for because because for years in high school, I would paint their spirit rocks, you know, or teabag their rocks. It's like the way they did us. It was like stupid seventeen year old stuff. But but my whole point of that is that I I I am a very loyal person. So instead of these two, I went and googled and wikied other parties. And half are ridiculous. There's a pirate party, and I mean, yar pirate. Um, yeah, well, we gotta get back to sailing the seas, but finding that right, boot. right. Yeah. <laughs> the other, the other half are uh, more corrupt than the Republicans or Democrat. The only one that's not been corrupt, believe it or not, has been the Prohibition Party, and I'm not gonna vote for that because I brew my own beer. So that's kind of where my struggle is, Eric. The third parties have always just kind of had this uh, this this rut where they have always been thought to be as very 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 niche, you know, like for a particular one cause thing uh, or one pattern thing, one theme, and they just kind of run with that. Sometimes it's like a troll, sometimes it's a meme, sometimes these people are actually all for it and they're they're on board, you know. Probably like the hippies or like the weed party. Oh, I'm sorry, the green party type of thing. And just like, <laughs> more, you can have more views than just the one thing. But no, I, I would agree with you too. We we are we have been slowly kind of in our lifetime, in our entire lifetime, ever since you get this more exposure in media, <laughs> you are getting the change in in both in both directions. And just as you had said that, like the the left is trying to appeal to like this cool and this hip. Uh, uh, crowd type of thing, whether it be Obama or Clinton playing a saxophone on MTV type of thing, you know, and eating French right. fries. Remember that whole thing? Oh, uh, yeah. He's just a cool guy. But And, and then Joe's kind of doing this the same thing. I, I, I always I just want to take him aside and be like, what are you guys doing? Like, they, I've told you before, they are like um, 
the Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. They are just that old person or the Steve Buscemi, you know, uh, right. that comes into the, the hallway. You know, it's like, hey, kids, fellow children, I'm cool and hip. Let's, uh, what do you want to do? I'll get the pizza and I'll get the pop and we'll get some balloons and a pinata type of thing. We're going to have a good time. And it's just like, dude, you, what are you doing? You are so disconnected and you want to be in this realm, you know, like it's just, it is very embarrassing. And I really don't know even who they represent anymore. I can at least respect the right because they stick to their, their morals. I was going to say stick to their guns, but pun intended on that part, Uh, Uh, you know, but you know, they, they, they at least are, are thorough with their, with their conviction and their views. They lie constantly, but, um, I feel like they lie as well as the, the Dems or the left fibs. You know what I mean? Well, I think like the one's Democratic... A, one's a blatant lie. The other one is like trying to like curb it. And it's just like, yeah, well, you're just not getting any better. Well, first of all, to go off what you were saying about, hey, I'm an old guy. You want some pizza? This is 2020, bud. They don't like pizza, these kids. Give them an avocado. Okay. First of all, get in, get in touch. Get in touch. Got to have gluten free here, bud. Uh, second of all, I just what I've what I've also noticed so far uh, in our voting career so far has been the Republican Party for the most part since two thousand. That was the first election I can really remember because I was thirteen at the time. So like I really can remember you know the hanging Chad and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But from, from from 2000 till now, 20 years, the Republican Party has been pretty consistent. Pro-guns, anti-abortion, keep Jesus in the schools, you know, like it's very consistent. And you're right, the Democrat Party now is the complete opposite when Al Gore was running in 2000, 20 years ago. It's like they, they keep on changing. They don't have their own identity, which is why I cannot vote Democratic because I'm confused. Uh for, uh, for four years, you believe this. And the next four years, you believe that. And it's just so uh, frustrating. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, I've always felt that, that the new right that we are seeing right now are um, taking uh, steps ahead in the complete wrong direction. And the Democrats are have always just been wow, like five steps behind. What the fuck, man? These guys are embarrassing. Um. But the, I think the views, even though that they those may have been the core for both sides and they try to stick to it, I think that the movement has changed. I, this Republican Party that I know now, I, I, this is nothing but a Tea Party, Jordan. Like they are, they, This is a populist Tea Party, and they're in it for the grabs. They're in it for the headlines. They're in it for the views, the clicks, and they, they dominate it. Um, remember a, a family guy? Uh, that episode when Lois was running and she wanted to go up there and do the views and um, I think it was well, like Brian or something. She was like, no, 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 just go up there and tell them what they want to hear. And she'd go, you know, all right, everyone. And, and 9-11 was bad and and money is good you know, or whatever the hell it is what she was saying. And it, it right. doesn't make any sense, but it gets the people going. I, I think that's that's where we're at. I think it's and it's working so well for the right. And they have such steam with this, and the the left is again trying to catch up. They don't. They they don't. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I feel like the one side, the left, doesn't have the balls, and the other side, the right, doesn't have the spine. Right, um, and then like and I look at them. I to to not continue on with this comparing and contrasting, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna join a third party. I won't be. I want to be loyal. You know, I want to stand behind something. And uh, I, I found this constitutionalist party, the constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. The law is whatever the Constitution says. And I'm like, I can stand behind that. Okay. And then I started looking up the candidates. And it's been the same candidate since the late 80s. And he's been in jail twice because of Wall Street fraud. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Thing. Like- <laughs> not going not to. Damn it. <laughs> so you know it's like yeah well what if if um both sides have have a pretty big tent that, and it's one of those where if someone who is avidly against one side automatically falls onto the other really not even mattering what what other kind of prerequisites or views that they have but if you started to branch this off like do you feel that that would 
that that would be a benefit? Like, let's say that each group, uh, the right and the left, Republicans and Democrats, you know, in the next uh, four, five, eight years, maybe, I was saying, trying to go in, in terms of a cycle, election cycles here, you start to, to have them split. They got too big for each other, and now they need to split. So on the left, the Democrats, you have, like, uh, the progressive movement and then the Democrats. And then on the other side, you have... I, I don't know what you would call this. I guess the Tea Party or like the Trumpers, I guess, because they're definitely right. sort of Republican. Yeah. Well, no, that's because then there's the other, then there's the far left. And that's, again, falls under the same umbrella. But you have a, a progressive movement, Democrats, and then maybe like the Republicans and maybe like the conservative movement. I, w- I think that'd be a fair way to say it because those are like, I, I miss that. I miss the, the, the kind of the business sector kind of, you know, let's, let's, you know, half the Reagan, the Reaganomics without the racism. There you go. No, I mean, like they need to, they, I think after Biden wins and I have made that clear for months now that I feel that this has already been decided and I'll share that opinion later if you still care to hear. Uh, but I feel after this election uh, and four years from now, we're going to see that party system going back to the way it was. We have the progressives and the Democrats. We have the uh, Tea Party and the Republicans because what I'm seeing on both sides currently, even even one of the biggest jokes ever, who's worse than Shapiro and Crowder, in my opinion, is, is good old Tucker Carlson. And uh, even he has been bashing Trump recently. It's like nobody likes this guy. So I just, I just think they want to get him out so they can go back to the way it used to be. That's what I really feel that they're doing. I'm curious if this is just groundwork. They're they're laying kind of a little bit of groundwork, and they the right is if um, Trump loses, then it would be easier for a lot of these people to distance themselves from him, despite having four years of nothing but but dick sucking for this guy. Excuse, pardon the vulgarity on that part, but that um, it's true. It's true. Plain and simply, what what I see, like, there's no spine. I don't, I don't see these people. They just kind of bend over and say, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir." And said, "What? You guys were never like this. You guys weren't like this in in the '90s with Clinton. You certainly weren't like this with Obama, and you even gave pushback for a, a lot of W's uh, issues too." But I, I don't see why. The, this is any different, you know. But this is the team mentality that we have now. This again, this populist. Popularity contest movement that we have. Pop culture, man. Yeah, it's just it's just, so, it's just a damn shame because I like to keep my celebrities separate from my politicians. You know, and then when people all the time. If, you know. Yeah, I just don't know if they're going to separate themselves at, at, if when he loses. And then people are like, oh, well, I was from the start. I was trying to do the shadow thing from behind and pull this. It's like, no, you weren't, man. You went on public. No, you weren't. Uh, you, know, you were on TV in... You said those things that you said, and you tweeted it out, and you backed it up, and you doubled down, and tripled down. Can't go back from that. Sorry. No, you can't because you say what you said. It's there. I just, you know, right now I just, I just can't vote, and I know a lot of people in my personal life are just so disgusted with me. I mean, and 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 I, right. I mean, disgusted. let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this um, because you, you're saying that, and listen, um, that is that is your decision. I, I firmly believe because uh, you know um, how how civically minded I am, right? Right. And, and I, <laughs> I volunteer and I, and I do my my best. You know, I, I really do. I'm doing with all the elections and everything else, but um, if you don't want to vote for either of the presidential candidates, that is your decision. And, and that is completely okay. You are exercising a, a voice in that by not voting for either one of them. If that is your choice, then I still, Jordan, please, I encourage you to at least vote locally in your local politics. Whether oh, it be I do all the time. Represent- okay, perfect. Because, like, you know, whether it be a representative or a proposal, millage, whatever, I, I really, you know, that that is a voice that, that you should most certainly have. But yeah, if, oh, yeah. Um, if you don't like either of those candidates, then I, I, anyone who's listening, um, you don't, you're not forced to vote for either one of them. Uh, people say, oh, we're supposed to look for the lesser two evils. And I say, then why the hell are you voting for evil? Do a writing candidate. Let, let them know that, you, that either one of them was not good enough for your vote. But you still went out there. You still made the effort and you wrote in something 
whether it be Yoda, whether it be Big Bird, or, or whether it be, you know, my butt, you know, whoever it is. Or uh, who was the one that won? D's Nuts? That was a big one that won. D's Nuts. Yeah. No, that's the thing is that it's like, it's like, you know, like people that know are like, oh, you're just burying your head in the sand. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not burying my head in my sand. What I'm doing is I'm turning my back to them because they're not doing anything for me. They're not helping out the American people. And like I said at the beginning here in the show is, is that when he when Trump did that payroll tax, I'm like, no, I'm done because I see the writings on the wall. It is you're going to have to pay. The poor are not going to pay. The rich are not going to pay. The middle class Factory workers, postal guys, police officers, you know, computer programmers—all those guys are gonna pay. And it's just that—that's kind of where I'm just like frustrated with. So I'm just—I'm turning my back on both of them because I watched this thing very close. And Biden was two weeks out from losing the whole thing, and all of a sudden he just gets all these wins because Democratic Party's afraid of Bernie Sanders. They don't want that guy. I think we talked about before that the left um, and, and they're just they're fucking uh, they, they would rather lose to a Republican than let a progressive win. Right. No, I, I totally, totally agree. So fun stuff, because I know you and I like to talk about you know policy and stuff, but I thought this would be kind of fun conversation. Uh, conspiracy theory here. This would be kind of fun. Do you feel that the coronavirus overall is a hoax, so to speak? Um, a lot to unpackage there, but uh, this was this was a global thing. So I, I think it, it's it's silly for when people argue about it now, and they they talk about their governors and they talk about um, our the current administration and how they behave and something like that. It feels like they almost. Like they think this is an American issue when they almost forgot. Like this is a, a global issue. There are still a lot of countries that are dealing with it. There are other uh, countries as well that have, um, in their preparation or how they dealt with it, um, or maybe they just got the luck of the roll because of uh, uh, because of region, climate, and and population. You know, this was a thing. I, I do believe. I, I believe. Um, that how it happened, that it probably started in China, and it was probably just negligence from a group of people there. That's, I think it's a simple answer. Whether it be something from a lab, which a lot of people like to think that it was, or whether it be the carelessness of um, the lower class and whatever they were doing. Um, but either way, I think it was just negligence. And that's flat out um, what I believe in. I. It's. I think it's very real. I. I know people who have had it. My cousin was one. I've uh, had a coworker as well too. So, um, I, I do believe in it. I do also think that it's just kind of like a super flu, and people are labeling it as something else. But I think it's just that's how viruses work. That we have like this this kind of super flu. Younger able-bodied people are going to be more resistant to it. That's just kind of how that works. Um, I, I feel that if you have better biology, then, you know, if, if you're drinking water every day, you know, you're going for walks, you know, you're, you're a healthy person, I think you're going to have a better chance to not get sick. That's in general, whether it be COVID or not. You, if you're in better health, I think you're just going to be, you know, less likely to, to get sick. If you're going to uh, ask the follow-up, do I think it's, if it's going to go away uh, after November or the vaccine or something like that, um, no, I, I think that this is, this is going to be impacted the rest of our lives. Like, well, on you know that. I mean, like, I think this is going to, whether it be COVID-19 or the next wave of whatever super flu is coming, I think this is something we're going to have to deal with now. You know what I actually think happened personally, my personal opinion is earlier this year, our sister show, Movie Guys Podcast, we reviewed, uh, Outbreak and, uh, Kevin Spacey was in that movie. He was playing a scientist and he was working with the test tubes and everything and something happened. He got his finger cut and he got the virus in him and he died. Uh, do you remember uh, when this thing first started and uh, there was that, there was that younger uh, Chinese guy, uh, like the Chinese doctor that was going on online and saying something's happened or whatever. I think he was Kevin Spacey in real life. I think that actually happened. Something like that. I think they, cause I think they probably had some stuff in the lab and I think he actually got exposed to it. That's what I think. No, I, 
Um, if the easier reality would be, then let's say that there was a carrier, uh, there's, there had to have been, uh, I don't think it, it was genetically modified. I, I, I really no. don't, because if it, no. if it was, then I, I think we'd be seeing different outcomes. Um, but I, wherever the carrier was, I think that they got a strain or a version of it. And again, they probably underestimated um, its impact and they were very careless with it. And it, it got shipped out with the trash. You know, like uh, China is like a huge, massive country with incredibly poor infrastructure. It's, you know, people like to, I don't know what they think about the country as a whole, but like, it's it's massively overpopulated, uh, at least in the in the main cities, which there are dozens of huge cities that are like you know, in the in the hundreds of millions, and people just stacked upon each other. That's those are those are all just ticking time bombs. You know what I mean? Right. And see now so that like goes with New York City like times its threes. You know is is huge. Now, so that goes to my follow-up question when it comes to the media and how they present this. And this is where we come back to the right and left. What was it? Earlier this summer, the media, and it was mostly the left media, was it was all over the NBC Nightly News and all that stuff. Black uh, The bubonic plague has hit, this, has hit the United States. A squirrel has the plague. And it's like, really? Now we're doing this, and that squirrel story came and went, but it's like everything. It's like, oh, my God, now a squirrel has it. It's like they're just freaking out, and I don't see the right freak out like that. Well, you know I mean? the right was doing the was doing the deny game, right? They were saying, oh, don't worry about it. Keep going to work. It's just being blown out of proportion type of thing. And uh, though I don't agree with them in their uh, going out to work, um, and oh, they were well, they also disbelieving a lot of the doctors and stuff like that too. But yeah, you're completely uh, correct on that part. The left um, doing what they usually do, and they make a uh, mountain out of a anthill. You know. Now and, I will say um, that yeah, they all they always they are always crying wolf wherever they you know they are the person that run into the car. And, uh, you know, and yell at the person for hitting them. Okay, so I get it. So uh, so you're saying the left is a bunch of Karens. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Bunch, bunch of sensitive people. And, again, like, hey, left, if, if people, you're listening. I, I, I'm for a lot of your causes. I really am. But, like, you've got to pick battles, man. You, you die on so many hills, you know. And you, you really got to pick battles here, man. So do you want to touch at all? And you can say if you want to, because we did not, uh, for the fans, we did not talk about what we were discussing before we went live. So this is just uh, kind of fun here. Uh, do you want to discuss Jacob Blake and George Floyd at all? Um, well, to what degree? Because um, I had heard recently in the news about Jacob Blake, I was listening to, to NPR, saying that the local investigation had revealed that um, he had, he was armed, had a knife, and he was resisting arrest, and they, they paint a whole completely different picture that um, uh, uh, that his actions were not as, um, uh, I guess, innocent. Or noble. Yeah, that yeah. might be a better way to put that, innocent as they once uh, were said to, to believe. Uh, either either way, as, as I see it, he shouldn't have been shot seven times in the back, dude, and at the same part where you have that 17-year-old kid just walking in the streets with an assault rifle, having no problem, and gunning down a few people, and just to, to you know, like, that that's, to have those two, that's, a, I think, is a big comparison. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, fine. And since you brought it up, do you want to compare that? Uh, yeah, sure, because, I mean... If you want to, the, if you want to. Yeah, I, I think we're all going to be kind of on the same page with, with, with George Floyd. You know, um, unless there are those people here who believe that, uh, again, he was a, a drug addict and, and all that other stuff. Type thing. And it was um, that that's I think it, it's, it's still inexcusable, man. Dude, dude died like that. And he should have died. He sh that is not worth a life, in my opinion. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. But if you want to compare Jacob Blake and the 17 year old, we can talk about that. I will gladly yes, have to talk please. about that. So, sure, first of sure. all, what I don't understand 
especially from the left and all these and all and and they're not protesters in my opinion. Uh, this is this is all rioting and looting and violence. Uh, why are they, in my opinion, uh, celebrating a, a very bad man in Jacob Blake? Uh, what he has, he's been in he's been in and out of jail three times. Um, he's had multiple sexual harassment cases against him, um, and he also what was it uh, that just came out a week ago uh, uh, that there was an arrest warrant out for him during that time period because. He allegedly had uh, uh, underage sex with a minor. Jeez. Okay. So all all of this, right? And um, people are using this as fuel to to kind of accept the outcome of what happened, right? Well, it's 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 just this guy's not Martin Luther King. I understand if a guy like Martin Luther King, you know, a black guy like that, for an example, that gets shot by the police unlawfully, right? And mm -hmm. they're going to riot and loot and protest and burn the cities down. Well, I'm not condoning that, but I understand that kind of frustration. This guy's not a good guy. He's not right. a good guy uh, at all. Not a, not a clean record. I, I can understand then that probably doesn't look good. But in that same part, um, he do you think that still the guy who shot multiple people dead is still getting, is still getting better treatment? No, because this is what I've seen. Because because of it being the year that it is, everybody has cell phones and everything's being recorded. So I watched two uh, the two videos, right, of what happened with Jacob Blake, what happened uh, with that seventeen year old. So let's go with Jacob Blake first. The video that I saw, multiple angles. Jacob Blake was allegedly trying to separate two women fighting. There has been no video evidence of that so far. Uh, what the video starts with is that he's tackled to the ground by police. He's punching and kicking police. He then gets up and runs away. Police then tase him. It doesn't even phase him. He goes into the car. Police are shouting, saying, please don't go into your car. He's reaching to get something. Now we know it was a knife. It was a weapon. And the police saying, stop, freeze, freeze, freeze. You can see him in the video say that. And police are human beings. Adrenaline's happening. You've just mm -hmm. got punched in the face. Pop, 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 pop. Okay? That's, that's how that goes. This 17-year-old... First of all, is an idiot for driving from uh, Illinois to Wisconsin anyway. With his AR-15, he was looking for trouble, mm -hmm. right? But the video evidence has shown is that he was being attacked two times by groups of people. And they were all white people that were attacking him. And the second time that he got tackled to the ground, a guy had a gun. A guy was on a skateboard. He got off of his skateboard, put it up over his head like he was going to hit him in the face with it. And then that's when he shot the guy. After the shootings happened, he put the gun behind his back, kind of like a guitar in a way, if you want to think of it that way, walked towards the police with his hands up and said, I just killed somebody. And the police took him in and did their process with him. Now, sure. do you see the difference between the two? I see the, the picture painted, yes. And this is the fault of, of whoever... I guess the the viewer is listening to because I'm hearing this from you, and um, without all that in front of me, it's it's hard to dispute. And without having to see those videos, I get that. And that's kind of what both sides are are, are capitalizing off of, right? Like both of these tragic incidents that that have happened, right, um, are are being used as fuel for the for this for this machine, right, for this media machine to to gain. Uh, uh, clicks to gain uh, emotions to, to keep it going and when it comes out in segments like this and you you know you're saying oh well more video evidence or more video evidence and, and you know, the story is becoming more and more clear you it's 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 harder now to to really have these conversations people want to argue because of that one video that they saw that one clip in that video that they saw and completely ignoring maybe the rest of the video or all the other videos because yeah, um, perspective is a huge deal when it comes to evidence. Yeah, you can take something out of context and paint a completely different picture, right? Uh, whether it be Jacob Blake being this, uh, this innocent person trying to just uh, stop a fight or whether it be the 17 year old who was a horrendous murderer that kind of came in there. And now you, you can flip the script on, on either or. This is, is difficult to have this when there is so much 
that you can use and take clips out of context, right? So it's right. It's 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 really hard to to kind of decipher which one is is a real and which one isn't. But but how about this though as an argument though? What happened to this being America and having due process? No, both right and left both do it all the time. When that seventeen year old kid shot people, the first thing they said. Because I watched it when they were saying, they were like, he's affiliated with the neo-Nazis. He's, he's a white supremacist. A week later, no, he's not. He's not affiliated with any yeah. of them. And it's like, why would you report that? Right? And then Where's Jacob going, Blake. Man? All buzzwords. Yeah. Right? Jacob Blake, another black man has been innocently gunned down by police. Well, hold on. Do we actually know that? Like, yeah, like. So you know, it's um, why do they do that? And that's the frustrating part for me. It's like, don't do anything. Just wait. Wait till we get the story. Well, you also, um, yeah, typical that you're going to highlight all of the bad and not bring up any of the good. Because during all of this as well, I, I'm sure that you're going to have other, like, better stories. You're going to have, you know, the, the, the do-gooder stories about maybe the good cops that did do something or the, uh, uh, the protesters that actually were there peacefully protesting for a cause. And these are going to get ignored. These are going to get completely ignored by, by everybody because, uh, you know, they're not as, as click-worthy. And it's, it's a difficult thing to understand, you know, to, to heart. Because like, if you were trying to send a message, whether it be like Blue Lives Matter uh, or whether it be the, uh, um, yeah, Black Lives Matter, I, I guess, in, in that regard, too, they're, they're falling under the huge tent of either side and they they can't it's hard for them to to separate the bad from from the good which is kind of ironic right because that's what both sides are arguing about is uh oh we want to separate the bad cops from the good cops and the other person oh we're gonna separate the protesters from the riots it's like well you you know you only have two sides bud you have to pick one and that's just kind of the world the america that we are living in right now I think that's where we're at. We're coming kind of coming to this 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 split, you know, into right. a, into a new dichotomy here, where it's just going to be two two kind of subsets of the one. I think I think that the fall of the media and what's going on this year is going to make this country even more separated than what it was before. That's what I feel is going to happen. Yeah, I, it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. No, oh, yeah, I mean, like um, it's it's going to be. Uh, what what uh, what they call in the fifties uh, the Great White Flight? It's going to be Great White Flight Part Two. I mean, like, is this going to be segregation? Not by law, but just by the people. They just don't want to deal with it anymore. Like, think about it. You live in a big, big city. I live in a small cornfield town. The coronavirus and the politics really have not affected me out here because everybody's just kind of, hey, you know. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, you, you know, but but you live in a big city. You live in a melting pot with all these different kinds of people and different races and different backgrounds. And I'm, I'm sure you see a lot more different things with coronavirus. Hell, you know people. I haven't known a single person that has coronavirus, personally. Yeah, I, I also see the protests, too. I, I see a lot of them marching down the street, um, you know, and they uh, – I, I see a lot of it. I also see the other side with, uh, and they they raise their their Trump flags with pride, and they wear their their hats as well too. Um, there's a church over here, actually in my area, called the Church of the Militant, and they actually recently had a very large, controversial uh, outdoor meeting, but no one was really wearing masks. I think there was maybe you know a handful of of the hundred or so that were there, but it was all white men, and the group was for. Um, men's awareness, men's rights awareness, I'm sorry, excuse me, um, to raise more awareness for um, men's rights. Um, I didn't look too hard into that, nor did I really talk to anyone about that, but I didn't know that our rights were being taken away or jeopardized. I don't know anything about a man's rights being taken away. I mean, what? What? <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, that's what they were uh, advocating. I'm sure that there's probably a lot more literature uh, literature that they have, and I and I'm not. I don't want to again be like any of the media that we're talking shit on and, and paint them into a corner. Um, 
but it, it's it's they're in for the cause, you know, and because of that, they're under the same group. They have to pick a side, and they're going to probably pick right. And um, in, in a town that's sense. very in a town that's very blue, you know, there's there's no middle ground anymore. It's it's all very resistant to each other. So I I, I do see it a lot, a lot, and it's um it's a little scary sometimes because there are people who get very loud and um but that's the other part is that i've also seen the good and the bad of both sides you know um in in detroit they had majority peaceful protests but it seemed like right when the night hit you know like right when the curfew hit of like nine or ten o'clock suddenly you had this second wave of of out-of-towners, people that were coming in from, like, the north, you know, Mount Pleasant, all the rural areas, you know, um, the small-town people came into the city after the curfew, and I think their message was was different. They were there for a a different reason. And um, I I don't know if they were just waiting for something or if they just wanted to see it or what it was, but, you know... We had the separation, um, this turmoil between, you know, the, the, the war that's already going on on both sides. So during the uh, Democratic, uh, Democratic debates, right, um, mm-hmm. if you had to choose, not Biden, if you had to choose, um, who would have been your Democratic candidate out of those, out of those people? Who would you like if you, if you had to pick um, one? If I had to pick one, um, out of like the the final eight, you mean? Sure, like the that, final that, eight, and not the yeah. and not the thirty that we that we started off with, or something like that. Right, right. You're gonna say Bloomberg, uh, aren't you? <laughs> don't you dare! Uh, I didn't because I was up in the air about it. I didn't mind Andrew Yang at all. Um, I, I I don't think um, it would have been the best, but. Uh, I, I I liked a lot of his views. I liked Mayor Pete. I, I really did. Um, I thought just just on paper, I I like having a president who I I know is intelligent and smart enough, and you know he he had the credentials. He had obviously he was a vet, multilingual, uh, uh, educated. You know I liked him. I get that that he was inexperienced, but so is our current president. And uh, I I liked Bernie. And I didn't mind Warren, but their views were not in a four-year plan. Their views were in the 15-year, 20-year plan, you know? Mm-hmm. They were reaching mm-hmm. real far ahead, and um, they needed to get back to a little bit more. And, you know, they, they were the soapboxers. Um, so out of all of those, oh, and I, and I don't like Klobuchar. Uh, See, I, I do, though. I do see my choices would have been Mayor Pete or or uh, Klobuchar. My wife was sure. was rooting for Klobuchar the whole time, and I'm actually kind of mad at Biden for saying what he said when he says I'm going to pick a woman as vice president and it's going to be a woman of color. Well, that kind of that kind of kind of slims down the playing field a little bit. I mean, you have Klobuchar, you have Warren, you well, you have Harris, but she's a woman of color. But you have other women just besides. Like, why did he feel he had to do that? Makes no because sense to me at all. Typical left man, like we talked about before. They're they're the ones. Hey, we're still cool. We got it. B- BLM. Well, guess what? We we are bringing in Kamala Harris, and it's like uh, what I see. It's just like, oh, you got someone who can flip flop just as easy as Joe Biden can. Yeah, she's not a strong candidate. I look into her history. Holy good God! Yeah, um, I uh, I don't know who's more corrupt, her or Trump. Well, she would have been great for a Republican, I tell you that. Like, well, there if, if are... she would have slimmed it down a little bit more and, and kind of a, a you know, kind of a, a wore the pants instead of the instead of the skirt. I think uh, whatever that's supposed to mean. I think that she, uh, if she would have gone down a little bit more and was more strict, which I think she already is pretty strict, then I think she would have made a pretty good uh, conservative candidate. Well, there's big rumors that I guess she slept her way to the top with this guy named Brown. <laughs> Here we go. This is the big thing why I never wanted to get into politics because I, I I I love it. I follow it, and I, I really want to and want to make that change. You get that drive, but then that personal life has to come out, and it's just like, oh boy, like um, and and they're digging up 
shit real – we saw that from, from Brett Kavanaugh, right? They're going back to, to college and high school. And it's just like, dude, really? Like, th- these are, the, these are the, the pains of – these are the parts of my life that I learned from. These are the parts that I, I, I had to go through to know what right and wrong were. And now you're – you know, you might as well just flash off that uh, I went in, in – at 13, he started puberty. You believe that? He was looking at, at secrets catalogs and Victoria's Secrets magazines all inappropriately. And it's just like, dude, like, why is this – why are these bad things? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, obviously – For like me? The, 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 for his, for, for Kavanaugh's thing, I understand that the, the sexual misconduct was is going to be bad in hindsight. I don't like that. But, like, that's, that's again, a painted picture there. We're, we're getting such a clip, the small part of a, of a grand story, you know? Well, well Eric, um, for me... I don't like me, but, how they do it. Well, it's, for me, I, I guess I hold the presidency to a high standard compared to average Joe Jordan and average Joe Eric. You know, we're supposed to go out and make mistakes. We're just the American people. We just like our beer and our chicken wings, by God darn it. You know, like, you know, and, and Trump, I'm kind of contradicting myself because Trump has a horrible past. But um, so that's why I don't respect him at all. Um, mm. But but see, the difference between a guy like me and a guy like Trump and, 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 and also Harris and all that stuff is you are putting yourself out there. You don't have to do pol- uh, pol- uh, uh, politics, but you're putting yourself out there open for somebody to get dirt into you, and you have to understand that, oh, maybe someday I want to run for office. I better not go over 55 miles an hour, huh? I should just follow the wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just because, because if you – It is, but I mean I just like to feel – Maybe it's a maybe it's like a romantic kind of thing, not a romantic like love kind of thing, but like in a fantasy kind of thing where I like to think that the people that are uh, running this country, the people that we vote for, are at a higher standard than uh, than, than beer guzzling snobs like myself. You know what I mean? Like, well, let me uh, you know, let me ask you something then on, on that regard. I know this, this is another hot button buzz issue, you know, whatever. But um, when you I, and I agree with you completely. Someone who's not uh, who who is driven enough for it, but maybe not born into it. Um, so, if you had a progressive movement, something like AOC and and her movement, like is is that story compelling at all? Where this person who was like doing, you know, bartending routes and and kind of working her way hard in, in school and and kind of coming up to where she is now, is is this a, a movement that you would be? you would encourage to back like well if, yeah if they were up from from the from you know from the public schools and stuff and you know the average joe and, and kind of made a voice for herself yeah as long as they're not like aoc herself and is absolutely batshit crazy then yeah <laughs> i mean like i mean like okay. uh obama our last president he wasn't born into it he wasn't born into okay. it at all my wife has my wife has Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, and uh, when she got done reading it, I was like, you know what? It's it's Michelle Obama's story. It's probably going to be biased, but I'll check it out. So I read the book, and I'm like, you know, okay, I see the struggle that these two had. I mean, her and her and uh, her and Barack had struggles and all that stuff. They were not born into an Ivy League kind of thing. They were not born with a silver spoon like Trump. You know, Obama did not give uh, Obama's dad and I give him. A, a million dollar loan to start building buildings in New York. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess that's kind of good for somebody like Obama. Uh, but people like AOC and Omar, like they're just, they're just batshit crazy though. <laughs> now, are you saying that just uh, through your own research or, or is that maybe just the, uh, our media headline that, that we usually are pitched a bit more because uh, my own, I, I, Okay, because I do know that uh, a lot of that that Green Deal, the new where that she had proposed, was blown out of proportion as well, too. No, no, I don't care about the Green New Deal. I think all that was nonsense anyway. What what I strongly disagree with her on is immigration, and also with Omar. Um, they both sure, uh, sure. Uh, immigration and AOC and me just do not see eye to eye whatsoever. Uh, she wants complete and open borders. Come on over, bring everybody over. And it's like, well, hold on, hold. 
hold on, <laughs> you know, like just hold on here now. Like you can come and visit, but hold on. So like this is stuff that I don't like about her. But no, I mean, isn't that the point though? Isn't that what the whole thing's about is that average Joe – can run for office that's kind of the whole point but it's not turned out that way it's always been the rich guys doing it and i guess that's where trump was appealing maybe because he is a rich white guy but he was not a politician at all and i guess that's where people you know your your you know your joe 12 pack is like oh that guy's cool because he's not really a politician you know so maybe that's where the intriguing thing comes into play I don't know, well, but curious yeah, about the he, next election though, because you uh, because I think in 2016 you had a mix of of people who were um, one who maybe were too absent-minded to to go out and vote at all, or they were voting because they were just against Hillary, or they were voting um, because they actually liked Trump, or you had I I think this was a big part of it too. You had the people who voted for Trump because they are bit of anarchists. They, they wanted to, to burn it down a little bit. They didn't like the current system, the way that it was working. And this was their, this was going to be the best vote they had for something completely different, out of the normal in this cycle that we have. This, this next step of evolution, whether it be to burn it down or step it up, that's what, in, in their beliefs, I mean, they had voted for that. And I feel like that's we're, we're kind of taking a step back in this next one because um, much like in 2016, I don't see a whole lot of people who are like encouraged and like gung ho about Biden as much as they just don't want the other one to win. That's, I feel like that's yes, what, there are. That's happened in 2016, you know, is that people, I don't yes. think there was a lot of people who were like gung ho about Trump. They just didn't want the other one to win. Well, yeah, there are there are there are signs in my in my in my town that I drive by that says anyone but Trump, and it's like, well, no, come on now, <laughs> no, not anyone but Trump here, okay? Like, but that's yeah. what they vote, and then and then right next to their anybody but Trump sign is a is a is a Biden sign. Uh, there's a sign <laughs> on my uh, there is a, there's a, there's a sign on my street. Uh, that I actually loved, and my uh, little daughter and I, we were, uh, we were, I was, she was riding bikes this morning, and I stopped by and talked to the neighbor this morning before we did our show, and I said, "Hey, where'd you get this amazing sign from?" And she said, "Oh, we bought them on Amazon." I was like, "I'm gonna get that sign," and asked my wife about it because you know politics, I want to piss her off, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, let's get it," and uh, we ordered it before I before we called on for the show. There's this, it is, it is a red, white, and blue uh, sign. And it says country over politics, period. Oh, nice. And I think that was beautiful. So that will come in the mail and I will put it out in my yard, probably saying that, you know, we're all Americans. This is our country. Fuck these goddamn left and right people. Like just, oh, it's so annoying. Well, they, and, they uh, just you want know, the win so much that they'll ignore everything else. Yeah. And of course, you know, my wife, it's, it's Sunday. And it's, it's always Meet the Press Day. My wife has grown up with Meet the Press. Nine to ten, Meet the Press. Has to be. If it's Sunday, it's Meet the Press. You know? And uh, right. Sorry to hear that's that. Her th- well, I think Sorry. if she... Not a fan Chuck Todd. I, well, that's the thing is that I think if she had an opportunity to fuck Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Todd, I think she would. <laughs> okay. And, I would, and then I would find out about it and go, well, Chuckers... Um, give me a couple mil and we'll forget about it, bud. <laughs> you know, like you. Know, but uh, you know, but she loves watching it. And uh, finally, oh, uh, finally, Biden at, at 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 the top of the hour of the show, uh, they play a, a, a Joe Biden commercial this morning, and he says that I condemn uh, riot and looting, and we need to stop, and we need to come together as a country. And I was like, where was this shit weeks ago? Like, why didn't you say that weeks ago? So, like, it just, I don't know. Uh, This is going to be an interesting election. My opinion on politics has changed completely to when when Ed and I first did this show a a month back. It's completely changed. I just knew what it is. In a nutshell for me, Eric, I'm just tired Mm. of it. I think a lot of people are, Jordan. Just tired of it. A lot of people are 
are, are tired of constantly just because as soon as you wake up and, um, and as soon as you go to bed, the last thing you go to bed, I, I know a lot of uh, um, the older generation is, is really caught up with Facebook now, uh, which is why a lot of the younger generation is no longer on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, I love how they say it's for old people. That's just crazy to me. Like, because there's a lot of Gen Zers that I work with, and they're like, you're on Facebook? That's like for, like, old people. I'm like, fuck you, yeah. bud. That's what I know a lot of the, the younger people, too. They're just like, nah, that's, that's, that's over, man. Like, it's, they've killed it. Hey. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I agree with you, man. I'm no longer on it either. Because, again, like you said, you, the first thing you do when you go on it, you see what you want. You know, it's, hey, go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you really want to piss off a Gen Zer? I did this yesterday, and it's really, really funny. If you really want to piss off a Gen Zer, all you got to do is this, this little thing. It's really fun. You should try it sometime. Go ahead. What you got to do is say, so what's what's popular then? Oh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, you know, uh, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, great. So what do you do on Instagram? Take pictures and post it. What do you do on Twitter? Oh, you just kind of just write things and post it on a wall. I was like, okay, great. Combine both of those, what do you get? Uh, what? Facebook. And they're like, what? No, all. And they get all mad. And then, like, I have Snapchat now, and I don't know why I have Snapchat. And it's just like, and I even ask him this too. I'm like, why do you guys do Snapchats? Well, so we, you know, so we can send pictures. I was like, it's called text messaging. It comes standard on all of your phones. Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> Like, why? It's, it's well, funny they, to me. They thought, well, because Snap, uh, Snapchat was was uh, better to, to send nudes on because you can, you know, just see, see the little pic and then it goes away. But then they changed yeah. the platform and now you can start saving it and take snapshots and stuff like that, too. But, like, the, um, um, no, as far as the platforms go, I, don't know, I, I just, I quit. Uh, all of them except uh, Instagram, and I only just do that just because of the, the few people that I still talk to, um, basically. But even then, like it, it's getting kind of ridiculous because it's becoming more and more like Facebook. You have these accounts that are just basically meme accounts or political accounts, or you know what I mean, like whatever whatever subject you want. There's an account for it now, and it's the same way with uh, with a Facebook. It's just kind of this this recycling over and over again of whatever you want to see. Whatever you are built um, for, they're going to they're gonna appeal to it. You know what I mean? Well, great. So that means know what we're going to do. You hear it here, folks. First, you hear it here, folks. I can't talk. Uh, Pinterest. That's where we're all going to. We're all going to Pinterest. There we go. Yeah, the real platform. We're all going to Pinterest. It's just, wow. Yeah, it's funny. Well, uh Eric, I don't know what else more we can talk about. I mean, we're going on for an hour here. We talked about everything you can think of. I think. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more, but uh, no, I, I get it. There's, there's always more to talk about. There's yeah, always more to talk about. But uh, but I we guess, can save that for another day. Yeah, we can save it for another episode. That'd be fun. But uh, everybody's listening live who have commented. Thank you so much for everything. Uh, make sure, like you're listening live here, movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, and make sure to check out some of our sister shows, Movie Guys Podcast, Late Night Rentals, For Your Distraction, and also uh, Baby Project. Oof, I'm, Ryan's going to be mad at me on that one. <laughs> Ryan and his wife are talking about being pregnant. There you go. That's the show. I can't get it right half the time. Google that one. Google that one. So. All right, everybody, thank you for uh, joining us. Eric, thanks for joining me. We'll be back soon for another uh, Rust Belt Political Podcast. Have a good night.